This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Wake up, America, before it's too late. The Steve Day Show. And greetings. Happy Friday. Welcome to the Steve Day Show here live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio and podcast. I'm Steve Dace. He's Todd Erzin. He's Aaron McIntyre. We'll be joined in a few minutes by our good friend, New York talk show host, Shannon Joy. Uh, she'll be with us here for the Dace Group. Uh, that's coming up in a matter of minutes. Next hour, it will be your feedback on a Feedback Friday. As always, we look forward to that. We also look forward to the day that it will no longer be necessary to talk about our friends over at Preborn. But that day has not yet arrived. Thankfully, they were prepared. Unlike much of the uh, pro-life political movement, they were actually prepared for life in a post-Roe world. They already knew that ultimately this was going to have to be won from the bottom up. This was going to have to be fought spiritual warfare, hand-to-hand combat style, mom to mom. And so throughout the years, they have practiced both truth and grace. They have confronted moms with the truth of an ultrasound to show them that that is not their body. It is somebody else's heartbeat there that they are carrying. And over the years, about 80% of the time, when a mom hears that heartbeat, it has convicted her conscience and she hasn't gone through with killing her kid. And that's great. But they also now understand that uh, now that that mother has acknowledged truth, she needs grace. Let's face it. If you're a woman that's in a healthy and fulfilling, secure relationship, you're probably not considering an abortion. It's the women that aren't that are. And that would be women like my mom was finding out that she was pregnant at the ripe old age of 14, for example. And so they're there to love on these moms as well. Uh, Prenatal care, postnatal care, all of that uh, is free of charge, as well as the ultrasounds, provided they have the funding from people like us. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible donation to preborn, especially as you consider your year-end giving, there are a few causes that would be more worth your while. Uh, Just uh, go to preborn.com slash Steve to do this, please. And thank you to all of you that already have. Preborn.com slash Steve again. Again, preborn.com slash Steve. And with that, it's time for the day group. Your weekly look at the week that was begins as it always does with issue one. Bleep Lord Nefarious says... This morning, I read Letter to America, which is Osama bin Laden's letter to America explaining why he attacked Americans. And I am ashamed to say that I not only have never read this letter, but I didn't even know this letter existed. It's wild and everyone should read it. If you haven't read it yet, read it. However, be forewarned that this has left me very disillusioned and I feel the same exact way I felt when I was deconstructing Christianity. I feel uh, a little bit just confused like I have entered into another timeline. What is this? We are outside the DNC. We're outside the Democratic Party headquarters because this party claims to be on the side of life and peace and equality and we're 
So I just read a letter to America and I will never look at life the same. I will never look at this country the same. I will never. I... People would get legitimately elected mm -hmm. and then they would try to do away with elections and do away with opposition and do away with a free press. And you could see it in countries where, well, Hitler was duly elected. That's right. Right. Yeah. And so all of a sudden, somebody with those tendencies, though, dictatorial, authoritarian tendencies would be like, oh, OK, we're going to shut this down. We're going to throw these people in jail. And, and they didn't usually telegraph that. Trump is telling us yes. what he intends yes. to right. do. I need everyone to stop what they're doing right now and go read. It's literally two pages. Go read A Letter to America. And please come back here and just let me know what you think. Because I feel like I'm going through like an existential crisis right now. And a lot of people are. So I just need someone else to be feeling this too. I think there's ground that's covered in betrayal where you reported. A, I mean, let, let's deal with Hitler, okay? Okay. Um, Trump's affinity for Hitler was always covered under an umbrella of his stupidity. Reading this letter, it becomes apparent to me that the actions of 9-11 and those acts committed against the USA and its people were all just the buildup of our government failing other nations. This morning I went online and spotted a number of fraudulent transactions on my bank account. And through all of the security checks, um, no problem obviously, because it's my account. Uh, but still couldn't talk to them on the phone because uh, my voice is not perceived to be that of Sophie. So um, I was just wondering when uh, perceived gender became one of the security questions. I know folks say, oh, they're just cleaning up this place because all those fancy leaders are coming into town. Um, that's true because it's true. All right. No commenting on that clip from Gaston or from Gaston, from Gavin. Sorry, Gaston from Gavin Newsom. That will be addressed later on. So that's off the table for now, please. So let's get to the first question. Shannon, ladies first. And you're the guest. The most terrible of the terribles that you just witnessed was what? I think all of it cumulatively, uh, the letter to America, it just proves that we are in a death cult. Uh, we are at the end. Yes, it's a death cult. Uh, we are now victims here in the U.S. of, you know, 5G warfare, psychological warfare. This is all a psyop. You can tell um, that what is happening on TikTok that's being utilized as a weapon. Um, the goal is literally for this country to self-implode, for us to destroy ourselves, to um, separate along the dividing lines. The, the newest thing, the newest uh, division is Israel, Palestine, it's breaking apart conservative media, it's breaking apart liberal groups. You see uh, supposed progressive liberals protesting the Democratic National Committee. Like, So this is just another step in the coordinated destruction of our country. And I think that it's going to get worse. I think we'll probably see uh, terror attacks, violence mirrored like that in Israel. And we're going to have the economic implosion as well. So gird up your loins, everyone. It's going to get real. It's going to get bumpy. And I'm just kind of like, Jesus, take the wheel at this point. Jesus, take the wheel, man. We, we're, we're doing this. Hmm. Todd? Uh, I say this, again, as a father of four daughters and zero sons, and I say this as somebody, if you had just any random task to be done and you gave me the name, 10 random names, men's names, and Shannon Joy, I would take Shannon Joy in, in, a, heart, in a heartbeat. So I, I, because of what I'm going to say, I just the, the degree to which I hold 
uh, her and the women we have uh, on our show in high esteem and how I feel as called by anything by God in my life to be a father of daughters. But the fact that this uh, propaganda being put out by TikTok and the Chinese about Osama Bin Laden's letter, and if you go through that and watch it, I, th- I think... All but one of the people talking is a woman. Yeah. I don't think that's an accident. No. I I, I think the the weaponization, this almost bizarro Stepford wife-esque, but married to something altogether, weaponization, like Order 66 has been called out, and they are using the modern-day psychosis and emotional instability of women to... They're turning them into terrorists. It's it's insane to watch. Guard your daughters, ladies and gentlemen. Men, guard your daughters with your absolute life because this is exactly who they're trying to turn them into. Yep. Aaron? For Media Matters, that's E-R-Z-E-N. Todd Erzen. Come. Um, <laughs> somebody photoshopped the yard sign that you've seen before and posted this. In this house, we believe black lives matter, women's rights are human rights, no human is illegal, science is real, love is love, 9-11 was justified. (laughs) That that is exactly what we're talking about, what Todd's talking about. Uh, But since he took uh, the 9-11, the 9-11 comments, let's go to Hillary Clinton and What's-Her-Face, I think, on CNN. They're doing this again. They're, They're trying this again. Trump is literally Hitler. Do they not have... Any other, like, talking points? They don't need any others. They don't need any others, yeah. They don't need any others. I, I just, at some point you would think some of them would just get bored. But they don't, because the mainstream media is not media. It's just the talking heads of a cult. Do you, so, get, bored, do you get bored with winning? No. So ne- neither do they. So It, wor- it works. I mean, I'm just that's telling you. That's it, the it, point that I'm trying to make. It, it absolutely works. If you just, I, it, it, you're right. I mean, if you look at, if you if you just look at what what happens everywhere else other than our own bubble, it works. It absolutely works. And I mean, I I would defy you to walk right now through any swing state in the country, and any of its suburbs and any of its exurbs, and you tell me how many Trump signs you see. It won't be very many. It works. That's why they're doing it. And when you have stuff that goes on that just feeds this from his own people, the antics of people like Roger Stone and Laura Loomer going out there and doxing Riley Gaines's address, as went on earlier today on Twitter, she ought to be permanently banned for that, frankly. I mean, given what Riley Gaines is speaking up against, I, I, I believe we had a tranny shoot up a, a school in Nashville earlier this year, did we not? We did. Yeah. I, I think given what Riley Gaines is speaking out about, I think um, uh, setting off more people to know her private address and come after her. It's just the stuff of absolute low life. Not It just shouldn't be tolerable in any way, shape, or form. And I'm just going to tell you right now, almost every conservative show, I believe, would call this out. Every conservative account would call this out if my polls didn't have Trump at 97% or something. Because we all know this is just BS. It's douche, it's, this, it's, it's douche canary is what it is. And it just drives a lot of, this kind of stuff drives a lot of people who should be voting for us away. But... That's why they do it. They, we don't make, what, what, here's the thing too, though. 
what issue would we make them defend? What issue would it be? We, 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 we can't attack them on debt spending or COVID because my polls say that we're going to nominate the guy who started all the debt spending with COVID. So we're, we're kind of at a Mitt Romney, Romney care, Obama thing. You're chuckling at me. You tell me, Todd. I can't. What, what would we attack them on? I can't. That they could not just come right back and, and just completely just and, and deflect. This is what happens when you give up any principle or moral high ground at all. You're left with no ground to stand on. So what else are we going to come back on? What else is it? Nice boobs, Bruce. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't I don't know what we would attack them on. I mean, our, our we're going to we, we've got a biblical worldview speaker out there putting out budgets that Chuck Schumer approved and Democrats all endorsed and voted in line for. So, again, what would we attack them on? Well, I'm, Steve, I read the, the Gallup poll shows more Americans are, are against Democrats on the economy than ever before. And that is true. Do you know when the previous record for that was set? Right before the 2022 midterms last year. What happened in that election? Not Governor a Kerry Lake is doing a great job. Yeah. They, they know that this, it's what they're doing is dishonest. It's, it's, it's demonic. Okay. But it works and they're going to keep doing it until it doesn't. It works every time we can throw up all the polls we want. We can, we, we, we've got another, the rock said, well, when he was pushed by Joe Rogan, the rock said he really doesn't have any friends that support Joe Biden. And, and Michael, what's his nuts, okay, is now saying he'll vote for it. We can throw all those things up we want until you show me a result on the ground. The, we keep losing the game. And damn it, somebody needs to say this. Yeah. Before we lose the next one. I'm tired of losing. I'm tired of hearing these the, I'm tired of hearing these talking points. They're beyond ridiculous. But they know what it'll do. What it'll do is it'll make you say, screw it, I'm doing I'm voting for them again. Yeah. And then they'll turn to every suburban exurban voter and say, see, this party's just captured by this Nazi sympathizer. You don't want to vote for that. It's worked every time. It worked in 2018. It worked in 2020. There was no reason for that election to even be within the margin of cheating. It worked in 2022, and it just worked a, a week ago Tuesday. T show me where it doesn't work. I don't want it to work. I don't want it to work. I don't want my, I don't want to pay 14. Well, actually, it'll be higher if these people win. I just paid 14 percent interest for my son's car. 14 with the best credit score I've ever had. Freaking 14, guys. I don't want this to win. I what they're doing is demonic, but it keeps winning. At some point, we have to be able to turn the elections into issues and not personalities. Yes. Until we can do that, we're going to keep losing. In Kentucky, Democrats have, not got, have averaged 38.2% of the vote in presidential elections so far this century. The, de the Republican governor uh, nominee just lost by five points. And his, his closing message in Kentucky, his, his, the final TV spot he ran for the last two weeks of the campaign is, I'm Trump endorsed. No issues, nothing. Just I'm Trump endorsed.
He lost the two Mitch McConnell pukes who weren't endorsed by Trump, one, that were, low, that were elsewhere on the ballot statewide. I, this ain't going to sell me any subs. Not going to make me any money. I don't care. Because we have to win, and this isn't going to win. Exit question. On a scale of 1 to 10, <laughs> with one representing the odds the fake news media isn't also producing fake polls, and 10 being the odds Lindsey Graham really loves polls. That was pretty tame. Was it? Yeah. <laughs> I thought after last week... <laughs> Last week went full Monty, and I kind of thought this week it had to get PG-13. Fair? Yeah. Just be strategic. That's strategic. Which is not what Republicans are. So In- Indeed. Rank this week's level of total depravity. Shannon. Well, I mean, the depravity is off, like, you know, is off the charts, but I'm kind of feeling very optimistic. I feel like we're getting somewhere here. Like, we're getting to the truth. We're getting to, like, the grift, the conservative grift, the the Trump, you know, like, takeover of everything. He, like, we're in a hostage situation, and, like, we're, he's driving us off a cliff, and, like, we're finally realizing we're about to go off the cliff, and, like, we've got, you know, so for me, I'm like, we are close. Everything going on at Rumble everything going on with, you know, Dan Bongino and the truth social man, like, I don't know, like we might all go down, but I I feel like, like people are starting to get it. And I think I completely disagree. It must be, we're just in different ecosystems or we, because like I watched your show yesterday and I'm like, yes, like go, like finally, like we're getting, it's, you, you don't feel that way probably Steve, because you're kind of a tip of the spear kind of thing. Like you're in concern. I'm more in the medical freedom movement. I would say if I were to, I'm more closely tethered to that. It's kind of a, a hodgepodge of liberty people and, and freedom people with Democrats, Republicans. We've got to move, still- we've, we've got to move on. Shannon, can you, oh, can you one to 10? Uh, one. Okay. Okay. Todd. Aaron. Ten. Before we get to issue two, a word about our friends over at Relief Factor. Everyone deals with pain from time to time. We've been dealing with a lot here as of late, but I'm talking about the chronic pain in your joints that causes too much achiness, stiffness, and soreness. If you are looking for a drug-free anti-inflammatory look no further than relief factor and we think there's about 70 percent odds that it will work for you because over the years 70 percent of those who have tried the three-week quick start 70 percent of them have seen such great results that they stick around long term why not see if you don't see a difference in three weeks or less with the three-week quick start for just 20 bucks when you go to relieffactor.com that's relieffactor.com Again, relieffactor.com, or you can call them, 800-4-RELIEF. All right, let's get to issue two. Haley's Supernova. Nikki Haley, we hardly knew thee, or maybe now we know too much. The former South Carolina governor managed to unite the right with these comments about what she would do with social media companies if she were president. When I get into office, the first thing we have to do, social media accounts, social media companies, they have to show America their algorithms. Let us see why they're pushing what they're pushing. The second thing is every person on social media should be verified by their name. That's, first of all, it's a national security threat. 
different. When you do that, all of a sudden people have to stand by what they say and it gets rid of the Russian bots, the Iranian bots and the Chinese bots. And then you're going to get some civility when people know their name is next to what they say. Accountability. And they know their pastor and their family member is going to see it. It's going to help our kids and it's going to help our country. She then doubled down on the Ruthless podcast, telling comfortably smug to his face he'd be required to display his real name online if she were president. They need to verify every single person on their outlet because and I want it by name. Because when What about you, Smug? Does he does he qualify? I, I've provided them with my government. If, if, <laughs> if Smug is on your driver's license, then and look, you can put Smug in parentheses, but I want everybody's name. By the way, um, just a point of order here. Nikki is actually not even her real name. You know. So okay, that's just very similar yeah, to true. Willard Mitchell Romney, nickname Mitt. Nikki's not even actually her real name. So let's get to the first question. Did Nikki Haley blow herself up this week or did people just get a refresher of who she really is once they started paying attention? Aaron, I'll go to you first. I think it's a matter of people starting to pay attention. My fear with this issue, though, is that it's it's something that people, uh, politicos who are very online probably care about. I'm not sure how much the average GOP caucus goer in Iowa or primary voter in New Hampshire care about. We'll see how and if the, the DeSantis campaign can kind of get these comments out there and message them. I, I don't I don't know. I think it's people maybe starting to pay attention. What's what's hilarious about what she said on the Ruthless podcast is my understanding is that those guys are like kind of Haley stands too, <laughs> and to say that in front of them to their faces, uh, that was enjoying uh, that 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 was a great amount of enjoyment I I got out of that. So I think maybe people are just starting to pay attention, but it's kind of like what I said at the beginning of the intro. It's like we hardly knew thee, or maybe now we know too much. I, she this is who she has always been. This it really is who she's always been. And don't tell me oh, all the work that she's done at the United Nations. That UN ambassador is a job maybe more fake than vice president. At least in vice president, you, you know, there's kind of a, a line of ascendancy, a line of, uh, you know, you actually could have some power if, you know, tragedy strikes. You're, UN ambassador is a fake job. You're taking fake votes on fake issues in front of a, a, a chorus of people who are absolutely fake. And so her entire campaign is fake. It really has been. Her bump the Haley, bump the Haley surge, it's fake. She's a fake conservative. She's really just a liberal who had to run as a Republican because she lived in South Carolina. That's Nikki Haley. Uh, that's a lot of politicians in the South, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Yeah. Todd. I don't think it's going to blow up because a lot of people are angry about this or we're never going to vote for her anyways for other things. And the people that would like her are would just kind of... You see this as, you know, this is my opinion, this is yours kind of thing. Here's the deal. I've said it on the show before. Like, there are real problems with anonymity online. I mean, I, let, let's not pretend that most people who do it are for principled uh, reasons. Uh, and uh, while I think DeSantis addressed this perfectly by talking with the founding fathers, that's not the reason a lot of people do that. A lot of people are cowardly uh, trolls. Uh, but... It, it's not the government's job to get involved on that level. It might be the government's job to get involved on another level, and we've covered those. Platform versus publisher. How about we talk about, we were talking about that before 2020. 
How about uh, lawsuits for uh, uh, not being even handed in how you police your own rules? Because we know that's not true. She's just tactically very bad at this. You can make real arguments about the the psychological and the emotional toll that just letting trolls run roughshod and I become the face of a movement, that is problematic, and I defy anybody to tell me otherwise. But it is not the government's job to come in here the way she sees fit. There are real things that the government could do under current laws and rules that we don't have to change, but they don't. Hmm. Shannon, what say you? You know, I thought we had it bad here in New York State with no wire hangers, Hochul, yeah. and, you know, her going off on, you know, the, the thought police and the wrong thing police here in, in New York. In fact, I reported on Hochul the day before Nikki Haley came out with her equally atrocious agenda items on, you know, just destroying free speech. Listen, this is the unibrow. This is what we have been talking about, what I've been talking about for 10 years in the, the full uh, fruition of this party, which is which exists to do the bidding of the Democrat Party. The Republican Party exists to lose, and when they're not losing, they exist to uh, basically groom conservatives and Republicans to accept liberal, progressive, demonic, democratic talking points. That's why the Republican Party exists. That's why Trump exists. That's why all of it exists. This is one big grift. It's a huge, I mean, it's, we've got to break out of this. I mean, that's the thing. Like, we've got to break out of this. We've got to call a spade a spade and accept this truth so that we can move on and get to the business of saving this country. But yeah, one and the same. Republican governor from South Carolina, New York state governor from New York, they are the same. It's mommy dearest on steroids. And until we figure that out, we're going to continue to suffer. I have a question. Sure. Go ahead. Has anyone figured out what Nikki Haley, what she meant by she uses her heels for ammunition? Has anyone figured that out yet? <laughs> no. No. But, 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 I, but I will tell you, I was in a room a week ago Wednesday with about a thousand people. And the loudest applause that Nikki Haley received that evening is when she articulated a clearly pro-choice position on killing kids. Now, I don't know how that played on the television as you guys were watching, because one thing is I can tell you is it's a lot different being in the room than it is on TV. But in the room, that was the loudest applause that she got all night long. Mm. I mean, this week we've seen yeah. people proclaiming on Twitter, quote, Christ is king. When last week they were telling us we had to compromise on a child sacrifice to win elections. Some of those exact same people. Yep. So, again, I'm. I'm not optimistic. I don't think the grift will be broken anytime soon. In fact, I think a permanent grift structure is actually being established and it'll just remain and it'll take the place of the old grift structure, which was CPAC and everything else. And, you know, you, you, you got, you, you sold yourself to give, I'll give you access in exchange for shilling with me. It's just, we just, it'll just be a new grift. I don't think it'll go away at all. But I, I don't I, I don't see a, a massive interest in making it go away either. I don't. And that's her power, her dedication to that grift. Again, plus she's a woman, which dovetails with what I talked about. I hadn't about heard that. Far. Did you know she's a woman of color? So in fact. if yeah. it, so, Has she it, called her good friend BB Danielle well, here. Or was that the last woman that tried this? Yeah, if she would man, if yeah. she would manage to get to that White House, and then pull centrist centrist women. 
uh, over this dire uh, this direction. You know, it's a it's a it's a psyop. Yeah, she has no chance yeah, to do well, that. But but five yeah. seconds five seconds we after she did, of course she does. She has Look no at, chance to be the GOP nominee. You'll be the GOP nominee first. We got it. Yeah. I, this. We keep She's saying not. there's no chance of things happening, and they happen. It's bad. I'm saying I'm not saying it's a good thing. It's a bad thing because it's a bad thing. There's a chance. Have we not learned that? If it's bad, there's a chance it's happening under this culture. Yeah, there's no chance of that happening. She's she's here to do an, an even worse thing, and that's to raise another twelve million dollars for a campaign that has no shot, just to fire it away on Trump's behalf. What would be against the most, Ron DeSantis in Iowa? Let, that's why let me she's ask here. you this though: What would be the most GOP ever? Just big picture course correcting from Donald Trump. Going right back to neocon after he's gone, I, you, you, you betcha I could, I could see that. Yeah, but he's I mean, not gone. just like we went pensian with the Speaker of the House. I mean, absolutely. Yeah, I could see but that. Joe for sure. Biden is president right now, right? I'm pretty well, sure all four of us said at one point, like, no chance, president. Uh, there's forces at work here. Exit that question. Put our logic to shame. I'm going to put the over under on Nikki Haley's final percentage in the Iowa caucus of 60 days from today. At eleven percent, are you taking the over or the under, Shannon? Under. Aaron. Under. Todd. Over. How far over are you going? Are you not going? far? Not far. Narrowly. I'm keeping it interesting in light of what I just said. It would be ridiculous for me to say under. Narrowly over. I could. I. I tried to pick a number that would be hard for me to go one way or the other. That's why I came up with eleven. Like if I had thrown 13, I'd, that's an easy underplay for me. If I had said eight or nine, easy overplay for me. So I tried to come up with a true over under that if I was the one making it, the decision would be hard for me to make the decision. And that's how I came up with 11. So, all right, when we come back, a simple yet painful question to wrestle with. Is this even America anymore? And we'll wrestle with it in a moment. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. For a decade now, Patriot Mobile has been on the vanguard of building the parallel economy, which is slow and developing, but thankfully one place where it is fully realized is with one product we all pretty much need in this day and age, and that's our mobile phones. So you can make the switch today. You no longer have to give money directly to people who hate you. Instead, you can back a company that has superior customer service. For example, you can switch networks within their network anytime you need to for free if you're a member. Um, and also uh, supports the causes and, and same values that you do as well. Patriot Mobile is really America's only American mobile phone company remaining. If you're a veteran or first responder and you want to make the switch, let them know that and uh, they'll have extra ways to say thank you for your service uh, because uh, you are appreciated. For the rest of us, they've got uh, a special offer for you to make the switch today as well. All right. Uh, with the offer code Steve, you get a free activation. 
a free activation with the offer code Steve when you go to patriotmobile.com slash Steve. You can keep your number, keep your phone, upgrade if you want to. They'll customize it for you and your family as much as possible at patriotmobile.com slash Steve. That's patriotmobile.com slash Steve or call them at 972-PATRIOT. We welcome back in New York talk show host Shannon Joy as we continue on with your weekly look at the week that was. Let's get to issue three. Is this even America anymore? This week, the communist dictator of China, Xi Jinping, was welcomed to the United States, making an appearance in San Francisco, where he was greeted with streets lined with Chinese adornments and flags. Across the country, in North Andover, Massachusetts, city officials decided to fly the flag of Hamas, known by some as the Palestinian flag, on the town's commons. Also in Massachusetts, the Massachusetts Institute of Technology announced this week they're not going to expel some students who have come out in support of Hamas because those students could be deported. And back to California, the Log Cabin Republicans, a group that promotes and endorses sexual degeneracy, gave their Game Changer Award to Bruce Jenner, a man who thinks he's a woman, at an event last weekend at the Reagan Library. What country is this? You know what? I'm going to go with Aaron's question. I like it. Todd, first question to you. What country is this? I don't believe it is America. Uh, any longer. I, I don't think the Constitution is fundamentally anything more in the hearts and minds uh, of Americans as than something to be uh, manipulated uh, or ignored or got around. I don't believe the principles that stirred in the hearts of our founding fathers, our lives, our fortunes, our sacred honor. I don't think they're anywhere to be found in a people this comfortable when and the, the the examples there i mean it, it it's it's perfection a couple of them happen to take place in california but one of them is the reagan library there we we, we can't just say it, it it's just the libs the 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 so-called person of the right conservative republican whatever their desire to be comfortable and get theirs drives them far more than any notion of what it means uh, to be an American. We just happen to live in this landmass and are coasting on the fumes of it. And to me, in my heart, July 4th used to be one of my favorite holidays. I absolutely loved it, not because it was a chance to barbecue, what it meant, what it stood for. Honestly, now it's it's nothing to me. I, celebrating it is almost meaningless. Wow. I think that's incredible. I mean, you and I are similar age we both are from the we're america bitch 80s right yeah and to i mean i've I've said before on the show i mean my my 80s era jingoism is is all but gone i mean so i mean you're taking it even a step further um shannon what say you i would say we are a country at war we are in the midst of a war it's a it's a fifth generation war with weapons that we haven't seen utilized before in previous world wars Mm -hmm. and in the revolutionary or civil war. These are psychological weapons. They are uh, misinformation, disinformation, uh, the Hegelian dialectic of false choices continually, the long march through the institutions. And right now we are at a moment in history where we're gonna ask ourselves if we are indeed revolutionaries. 
if we're going to remember what we did when we went up against the greatest power uh, on the face of the planet, the, the, the British Navy, up against King George, and we threw it off and figured out how to fight that battle. And so the problem is that we don't we don't understand the the weaponry that is being utilized against us and the tactics of division and fear and terror. And I would I would direct your audience to the speech that Dr. Robert Malone gave here in Rochester, New York, at my most recent summit for truth and wellness on fifth generation warfare and how you battle it. And when people begin to understand the weapons that are being used against us that make us feel despondent and make us feel like it's over and we can't win and nobody gets it and we're never going to get through this, um, once you understand how to deal with those, you will come out in a more optimistic place. And I will tell you, um, we still are revolutionaries. 35% of Americans refuse the COVID-19 vaccines uh, under some of the most sophisticated psychological warfare I've ever seen. And that left a control group that is going to be a problem for the globalists for uh, the rest of this war. And that was something uniquely American. People gave up life, livelihood, fortune, fame, friendship, a, an enormous amount to take a stand on a principle about individual sovereignty. And that happened only in the US. It didn't happen in the UK, didn't happen in Australia. It certainly didn't happen in Israel with 99% uptake because Netanyahu sold his people to Pfizer. Okay, but we have something here in the US. We have a movement. But right now it's not in the conservative party. It's not in the Republican party. It's not in MAGA. It's not with Trump, but it's there. And if we take it up, we can win this. We just have to screw our heads on straight and understand what weapons are used against us. Aaron. We are. Where are we at Shannon's the optimistic voice now? (laughs) (laughs) I think we need more shows like 1230 to 130 p.m. Eastern time yesterday. Yeah, Um, I watched it. We are corporately just an economic zone and uh, units of taxation. At best, we are balkanized. And I'm I'm saying that at best. At best, there's a Florida or an Iowa. And, um, you know, on certain days, even more localities, even beneath that. At best, we are balkanized. At worst, we're just corporately uh, kind of a listless vessel, vessel. Just, we're just kind of doing things. We're just kind of going through the motions. Um, there is no vision in this country. The vision that is, any vision that is or adopted mainstream comes from below. There is no transcendent vision right now. And so without a vision, the people perish. How many times have we talked about recently the West is just suicidal? Oh, yeah. So I think that's where we are. We're, we're just listless vessels at worst. At best, we are balkanized. And corporately, we are just kind of an economic zone. Anybody have any final thoughts on this before we move on? They want to add to anything that anybody else has said? It's been depressing enough, hasn't it? Well, giving into the fear and giving way to apathy is certainly not where we should be. Um, That's not biblical. uh, That's not um, our heritage in this country. I mean, um, 
there have been challenges that this country has faced in the past. The reason that we're grappling is because it, the, the whole point is to get people depressed and apathetic and into their phones, into their screens, away from their community, completely isolated and not doing anything. That's what they want us to believe. That's why they're deploying this, this type of psychological warfare is to make us believe there is no hope. The victory is pushing past that and saying, screw that, screw you, we're not gonna do that. We're gonna figure this out. We can. Exit question. If the state of the United States, 50 years from today, were an ACDC song, which ACDC song would it be? A, Highway to Hell. B, if you want blood, you got it. C, for those about to rock, we salute you. Or D, right on. In other words, you want me to translate. A, bust. B, civil war. C, revival. D, we continue to be these listless, less, current listless vessels that uh, Aaron just described. We're talking about 50 years? 50 years from now, yeah. If it was 25 years, I would say D, but I think it's B. I think it's B. You think we're heading to Antietam is where this is going. Yeah. Well, may not look like may not look like Antietam, but it might look more like uh, uh, train cars. Yeah. Camps. Yeah. Okay, Todd. A bust. You think we're going bust? Like, assume your page on the history book kind of a thing. Yep. Okay, Shannon. Uh, I think we're about to rock now. So where does that put us in fifty years? You think we're what? We're about to rock. Okay. That's that's basically a form of revival. Yeah. There we go. All right. Three completely different answers from the three of you. And I don't know what to do with Shannon being here as the most optimistic person. I'm not even sure what to even do with that. I well, mean, you got to go to the depths of despair first. Like, you got to hit rock bottom. I think I'm just a little bit ahead of you boys. That's all. That's true. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm heading there without question. I mean, I'm, when, if you want, by the way, if you're wondering, Shannon dropped a phrase earlier here, uh, the Hegelian dialectic. If you want to know what a living example of that, it's the Ben Shapiro, Candace Owens argument this week. Yes. That's yeah. it, it, the fight wasn't fake. You could, the disdain between the two is very real. You can sense it. But the argument that they're really having is this, it's the same thesis. Okay. She accuses him of, of essentially seeing his uh, patriotism primarily through the lens of uh, a third party in uh, Israel. Okay, as a Jew, and he's accusing her basically of doing the exact same thing, uh, and 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 hers just happens to be Donald Trump. I mean, it, it's they're having the same argument. Okay, yeah. you know, yeah. I mean, they're, 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 it's the thesis and the antithesis uh, merging together. Um, let's get to issue four, our kicker topic. Who would you, you know? We had uh, the threat of a fight this week that Bernie Sanders had to break up, in fact, in Congress. Okay. <laughs> It's just saying that out loud. I left his retort as if he's like, you're a senator. Like, that's supposed to mean something dignified. <laughs> yes. Um, who would you most like to see throw hands in D.C.? And why? Todd. Any vaccine-injured person and Anthony Fauci. Ooh. Let the whooping begin. Again, that's like- E-R... Z-E-N, that'll be a Media Matters Google alert in my inbox later today. It's Thank like you. at the end of Hunger Games where she shoots the, the chick who's about to become Snow, but then they just let the mob go have their way with Snow. There you go. Aaron. 
Chip Roy and anybody. I'll allow it. I'll just like because it. just about anybody deserves to be smacked by Roy. What about you, Shannon? Since it's all, it's, since it's all a circus sideshow razzle-dazzle, I'm going to go with pure sensationalism. Let's do MTG, Marjorie Taylor Greene, and AOC. Right? That'd be interesting. There'd be a huge, there would be a huge audience for that. Cat fight. There you go. I mean, a huge audience for that. I mean, UFC cage match. Let's go. Actually, I'm thinking if you really want a big match, um, I'm thinking more mud pit. But I, we could go with a steel cage if you prefer that instead. But um, I, I'm going to go Lindsey Graham and Mitch McConnell. <laughs> That's the best. I mean, I mean, I mean, why not just take the two symbols of the modern Republican Party? Okay. D- um, of, you know, effeminates, effeminate emasculation versus complete and total cultural capitulation and just see I, I, who, who actually hits first in that fight? Who hits first? Ghost kicks. And does this, does this count see, as hitting? Does that yeah, count as hitting? That's, that's I don't know. I'm asking. Yeah. Does that count? <laughs> I mean, does does like limp 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 wristed throwing of uh, of appendages does that count as uh, as does that count as a fight or not? What would you pay to watch Lindsey Graham and Mitch McConnell in an I Quit match, Todd? What would you pay to see that? They'd have to pay me. All right, let's get to predictions. Aaron, you may go first. The Big Ten West is going to end this season the only way the Big Ten West could. Iowa, my Hawkeyes, are in firm control of their own destiny. They will lose their final two games, and someone other than Iowa will meet Michigan, probably, in Indy. I couldn't even... How would we figure those tiebreakers out if that happens? I mean, that everybody's... Like, you're saying basically everybody is five and four? Yeah. Yeah. And they've all beaten each other. I mean, that would be, those tiebreakers would be absolutely insane. Yep. Who's better at, at self-loathing fandom, me or Aaron Todd? You, you're, you be the objective. We already established you, this, didn't you, we? You're seriously asking? You think this is close? <laughs> you think it's Aaron? No. <laughs> <laughs> Not even close. Come on. <laughs> oh, apparently I'm not even close is what I hear you saying. All right, what's your prediction, Todd? Gosh. I... <laughs> oh, yeah. Speaking of not not close. Uh, I I don't think the Iowa caucus turnout is going to come close to beating the record as we talked about a couple weeks ago. So the record's about 178,000 in 2016 and I mean that blew away the previous record. I think the previous record was about 130 or so. So, I mean, just absolutely blew that away. I think the comfort and the apathy we just got done talking about, plus a lot of people whose only political interest or acumen is the show mm-hmm. and not showing up and mm-hmm. doing their part, I don't think this, it's going to be record turnout. Have you guys this seen is, what the long-range forecast is yet for January 15th? A buddy of mine sent this to me. This was... This was what, weather forecast? Yeah. This was my... Yeah. Th- he went to AccuWeather to get a long-range forecast for January 15th. They sent this to me, like, yesterday, and it... it I mean, it's it's looking very Frozen Tundra-esque. It's I'll say January this. in Iowa. <laughs> I know. What, a, what a guess. Go ahead, Aaron. I'm sorry. Well, that was part of my prediction a, okay. a couple of weeks ago, is that uh, record low turnout in Iowa, record high turnout in New Hampshire. 
Shannon, quickly. Sorry, we cut into your time. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, about that, that. No, that's all right. Um, I predict that the Joy Children are going to win state championships. We have uh, nice. Jack and Mimi, two of mine, going for states this weekend, Fairport Volleyball, boys and girls, and they're going to take the title. Well, we okay. hope that that is the case for sure. Thank Go you. Fairport. I'm going to predict, because we don't have a a day group next week with Thanksgiving, so let me go on the record now. I'm going to predict the college football playoff is going to end up being Georgia versus Florida State in the Sugar Bowl, and a traditional Rose Bowl between Michigan and Oregon is what I think will be in the Rose Bowl. That's what I think the college football playoff will be. But the big sports story, of course, would be the uh, Joy Children winning a state championship there. So we are rooting for you guys. Thank you, Shannon. Have a good Thanksgiving, okay? Okay, you too. Thanks, guys. You bet. All right, when we come back, it'll be your turn with Feedback Friday. Stay tuned for that. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Back here with Hour 2, live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. Steve Dace with Aaron McIntyre, Totters, and all of you. And all of you, though hopefully not all at once, can let us know what you think about what we think via the SteveDace.com inbox. Just email us, steve at stevedace.com. That's D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook, MeWe, and Gab. Follow me at Steve Dace Show on Twitter, Getter, Instagram, and TikTok. You can also, uh, if you are a podcast listener, Please leave us a five-star review. We're approaching 10,000 of those on iTunes, and we'd love to go over that threshold. And thanks to all of you that have done so already. Uh, You can also hit subscribe or, in the case of iTunes, follow. And that way, every time we do a new episode, it shows up in your feed every single day time and thanks to all of you that have done those things for us already Uh, this portion of the show brought to you by our friends over at constitution wealth management they are the patriot's choice for wealth management do uh, you want to avoid typically shopping with businesses that you know are trying to end your way of life then why invest in these same kinds of businesses? It's time to align your investment money with your values. Put your principles and align them with your portfolio and vice versa. You can both be prophetic while also being profitable. Constitution Wealth can help you do that. Build a solid investment plan. Reduce your investments in the ESGs and the DEIs and the CEI participants. And you can start voting your shareholder votes for conservative action at the top of these woke companies. Reduce investments in them. Fight the culture war with your most powerful weapon, your wealth. Help build the parallel economy by working with an investment firm comprised of professionals who are patriots just like you. Work with an advisor who shares your conservative patriotic values and not someone who doesn't and instead opposes your worldview. To get started, go to constitutionwealth.com slash Steve. Sign up for a free consultation today. A lot of you have. They've helped align millions of dollars in retirement benefits uh, here in our audience since they came on board at the beginning of the year. ConstitutionWealth.com slash Steve. That's ConstitutionWealth.com slash Steve. 
All right. Are you all ready for some uh, Feedback Friday? For Bet. sure. All right. I want to begin uh, with this note. Um, I, we received a ton of notes. In fact, I'm still getting them about the opening monologue to yesterday's show. Been overwhelmingly positive. Basically, you know what? You're, you're summing up my frustration. You're speaking for us. And I, I couldn't possibly you know, get to all of them. So I wanted to say thank you guys for all of that. Um, and I thought I'd just start with one as kind of an archetype for what a lot of you had to say. This is from Pam Matola. She says, every day during dinner, I run back while you were away from my husband. So I get to watch it twice. And then we watch the overtime. And today you guys hit a nerve so much so that I even got emotional. And uh, we want you guys on our side. You feel exactly like we do. It's because of you that in December of 2021, my husband was refused treatment of any kind of COVID from his doctor and 14 other medical facilities for monoclonals that we ended up contacting Molly James. Her office diligently threw the kitchen sink at my husband, including home oxygen to keep him out of the hospital. She also eventually treated me. We'll be forever grateful to her and you guys for introducing us to her. We used to ask, how are we ever going to go back? The answer we now understand is that we're not we like the truth and it's one of the few things that we can refuse to let go having you guys as part of our day helps us to hold on to that you three are uh one of the main the number one place that we go for sanity please keep up your exceptional work may god bless you all thank you very much pam that is uh incredibly kind and received numerous notes like this and uh I just, I, I don't know what else to say other than thank you. Um, it's, it's, it's very appreciated. Thank you very much. And I mean, the, the, the team of people from Dr. Molly James to Dr. Peter McCullough, uh, Dr. Pierre Corey. I mean, these are, these are people on numerous occasions over the last couple of years that I have pinged privately to help uh, a lot of you in our audience. And I can't think of a time that at least one of them wasn't available right away to do that. And uh, it's uh, it's an honor that we were able. And you know what? The person who got on me for smacking my lips that I promised him I try to be more self-aware. And I just realized I smacked my lips way too many times. So I, I, t- I kept my word to you. I told you I'm going to be more self-aware and try not to do that anymore. And you were right. So forgive me. Anyway, but uh, it um, it's been one of the true blessings with our show the last few years to be able to help people uh, like Pam and, and uh, her husband. So uh, we could not do that though, without the, the other side of the equation, doctors like Molly James and Peter McCullough and Pierre Corey and others who were willing to, uh, to buck the system uh, to put people first over the system. So Mark, Mark, Mark sends in a question that I am getting a lot. Okay. I am completely perplexed by so many conservative commentators that I respect who have decided to hitch their wagon to Trump and not give any credit to Ron DeSantis in the process, even speaking negatively about him. Some of these are people that have done so much good for the movement, but seem willing to die on the hill that is Donald Trump, a man that I don't think would offer them the same loyalty. It's just really disappointing because at some point we will have to coalesce around the nominee, either Trump or DeSantis. So I I get this question a lot. I mean, I I could answer some variation of this every feedback Friday, every week. I get this. I mean, I could, I could almost do this on the show every day. 
Um, I can only tell you what my own motivations are. I don't know as many people well in this business as maybe you would think. Um, I, I think one of the reasons why if I'm just doing what I, the only thing I know how to do, which is just to be honest with you with what I think, is there a paid grifter class on the right? Is the sky blue? Yes. But is it as comprehensive as you may think it is? No. I think there's a paid grifter class on the right. I think there's a there's another group of people who don't see a point in, in creating needless friction with their audience if they if with the data they're looking at, like the polls are showing them that it's hopeless. So if there if there's no if they don't believe there's any possibility to win there, then I think they would make the decision, why risk dividing my own audience over something that seems like, you know, tilting at windmills, fool's gold. I think that's a factor. Um, another factor is that I, I and I, and I, I want to say this to DeSantis people because I don't think, um, I, I don't think, I don't think if you want to help the governor, you are helping your cause nor his by forgetting this. I I am I am just not wired to slobber over people um, unconditionally, which is why I kind of don't fit in this era. I mean, m- m- not all, but much of this era is determined by what's your opinion of Donald Trump, and my answer to that is always well what's his opinion of the stuff that I care about. And when he's with me, I'm my opinion's good. And when he's not, it's not. Um, the problem is Trump doesn't offer you that level of nuance. And I mean, it's, it's kind of kneel before Zod or nothing. It's kind of kneel before Zod or you're not going to get booked on any mainstream conservative speaker banquet circuit. You're not going to get any access. You're not going to get any help. And his people, in fact, will even attack you. So if you're, if you're in the online world, you see this all the time. But, but there's another world out there. In fact, I'll just mention this. I had a friend of mine say this to me just the other night. Good friend of mine said this to me. And... Um, and Todd, it's somebody that you know. I won't say who they are on the air, but it's somebody you know. And I'll tell you who it was off the air, and you'll be like, oh, yeah, smart dude, knows his stuff. Okay? And he said to me, he goes, man, I'm in, I, 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 I'm in for DeSantis, and most days I just, I, Trump annoys me, and I just want to move on. But he said, Steve, I'd be lying if I told you that there wasn't a not insignificant part of me that just doesn't like what they're doing to him here. And intellectually, I know I don't think he can win 
and we have to win. But but there's a not insignificant part of me here that is just like we cannot let them do this. We, it, it's not even about him. It's the it's the principle here that cannot be set. I agree with every word of that. And I and I I do think that a lot, a lot. Let's not say a lot. Too many people advocating for DeSantis have forgotten about this. And and I think, you know, I'm not here, I, I, I'm not as well connected as you think in the media world. You know, I'm not, I'm not in the in crowd, you know, if you know what I mean. I mean, I'm not, I don't really have a faction I fit in with and um, the blaze is, you know, is different as a company than, than some of the others. I mean, the, as, and we appreciate it by the way, but they heavily value the independence of their, of, of, of the talent, so to speak, or the hosts. Right. And so like, you know, I, I, there are several blaze people. Like I worked with Steven Crowder at CRTV and on the blaze combined for five years. I never met him, you know? And so the blaze isn't really clicky at all. If you, you know, you're, if, if you're good at this and there's an audience for it, you get independence to say what you want as long as they can monetize it. And if they can't, then you don't. That's as objective of a standard as you can probably possibly ask for, right? Which is why we like it here, you know? So I'm not in a lot of the clicks. A lot of my, I have, I have, a, I have an extensive network of contacts, but there, a lot of them are not in quote unquote conservative media. Uh, a lot of them are people who work in the actual field of politics, like candidates, like people who hold office currently, people who held, who held office previously, um, uh, consultants, strategists, um, pollsters. You know, the nuts and bolts of the political process is where a lot of my uh, network is. And, and I don't have time to listen to a lot of what other people are doing. You know, I am I am loosely aware because I, I, I saw some people talking about it, but I frankly totally forgot about it until Shannon just brought it up last hour about some feud between her and Bongino. I don't really even know what the specifics of that are. And we, I, I, we have we even discussed that? I don't no. even think that we even knew. Not I, even privately. We, we are like literally in our own world here. OK. And uh, I'm just not, you know, I'm not on the Young Americans for Freedom speaker tour. I'm not on the pro-life speaker tour. Um, I'm I'm not as connected within the 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 sanctum of our industry as maybe you think. So, I can't tell you which of the three camps I just laid out people are in, and you can go and make that decision for yourself, and you can go ask them, you know, which which camp they're in. But if I, I'm going to say this, though. Let me acknowledge. I still think there is a very good chance Ron DeSantis can win the Iowa caucuses. So oh, yeah. I don't want I don't want to make this as good as I don't want some Trump shill taking this as Dace has given up postmortem. That's not true at all. OK. But if I could go back. To the beginning of the DeSantis campaign, I would have gone earlier. And immediately to the people on social media backing him who are, you know, 
I see a lot of their stuff and, and they're really good people, it seems. But there was, there's been too much energy going after the grifter class or figuring out who's in that grifter class and not enough energy understanding why people feel as if they have to finish the race with Trump given how that was taken away and what was done with that and what's being done right now. I mean, I, I, not a fan of many of, 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 of his shtick. I'm not a fan of many of the people around him. But I'm going to tell you flat out, man, one of the most un-American things I've ever seen is what they're trying to do to his family and their wealth right now in New York City. It, it is absolutely one of the most, and I've said this how many times in the yeah. last few weeks, while at the same time pointing out, I don't think he can win. This is, we're, we're, this is a suicide mission. Okay, but, and, and I think if there was more emphasis placed on understanding this and making the case that honestly, Ron DeSantis is Donald Trump's best chance to uh, get a pardon. Ron DeSantis is Donald Trump's best chance uh, to defeat this lawfare. Um, and showing more empathy for those making that case. Because while I appreciate the going after the grifter class, a lot of assumptions have been made that like everybody who disagrees with me is a grifter. And that's not true. We have a grifter problem on the right. But it predated Trump. In many respects, all Trump did was just create... You know, the Tea Party became a grift. Christian conservatism became a grift. This has been going on for decades on the right. The conflict between... Um, the Aaron Burr School of Government, which is the politics exists to line my pockets. And, um, you know, the stuff of founding fathers and first things. This has been going on for decades on the right. This idea that, that, that Trump brought this, you know, this new thing called grifting to the forefront, not true. Might be better at it than the previous iterations, I'll give him that might be more ruthless at it than the previous iterations. I'll give them that. But this has been a problem oh, for decades now. If anything, you know, you could, you could even make an argument that Trump grifter class has been an upgrade because at least most of the time, they're, they're at least attacking from the right as opposed to trying to get our own people to, you know, uh, coddle the left. So... I think you have to, there, there's there's a lot of things at play here. I'm not going to mention anybody because I don't know. Let me just give you an example. You've got a show that gets well over a million downloads an episode. You've got a team of people that you employ. And on a daily basis, you're getting instant data based on social media interactions, downloads, et cetera, how you are trending and you're charging five figures for a live read in your show. And, and, it's, and you've got dozens of people underneath you relying on you. When you look at the, and when you keep seeing poll after poll after poll, 
that shows DeSantis has no chance. That's a lot of people's health care. That's a lot of people's college funds. That's a lot of people's mortgages. That's a lot of people's car payments. You know, and... I mean, it's not like Trump was awful. I mean, he had one of the worst years in the history of the presidency, and we're paying for it now. But he wasn't awful as a president before that. He had some legit accomplishments. You're being asked, you're, you're thinking to yourself, is this the most prudent investment I could make given the amount of livelihoods that, I, that are at stake because of my performance? Is that a fair characterization? Yeah. And I, I don't so. I don't necessarily think that's a sellout. I think it's a calculation. I mean, we all make calculations to some extent. My calculations are a little bit different. I don't have, you know, I, I don't there's not millions of dollars at stake in our show. There's a lot of money at stake, but not, you know, Candace Owens, Ben Shapiro kind of money. I only have two employees I'm responsible for. And it just so happens if anything I mean, uh, you know, they would actually have me be even edgier, right? You know, so, but there's a, there's a lot, there's, there's a lot at stake here. And I don't think it's just as simple as everybody who disagrees with me is a grifter. Just like it's not as simple as everybody that disagrees with me is a cuck. Everybody that disagrees with me is a racist. Everybody that disagrees with me is a homophobe. Everybody that disagrees with me is an anti-Semite. Everybody that disagrees, and I, I just, I, I think human nature is more complicated than that. And human behavior is more complicated than that. That all being said, there is a very real grifter problem on the right, but it, it, has, it existed pre-Trump and it will exist after him. Do you guys want to add anything to that at all? I, I think there is a uh, schadenfreude issue in all of this the people disgusted with uh the media uh being co-opted by the left and a right that kept uh falling into the traps laid there a, a right that made promises and never came through a right that gave you mccain romney dole uh, you know Scott Walker uh, as a front runner. You, I, this is what happened. You you just get burned, and this is the part. I, and then also constantly being told, you know, you you got. It's like with the, my complaint with the NCAA. You can't just well. There's just too much money. Where certainly as a people that claim to be a, a biblically based people, that that's not only is that no standard that's a hellish standard and and there's a lot of people now who who were on the team begrudgingly whatever at the 11th hour and they're just done and they view trump as their vehicle to blow everything up the left the right they want they want that feeling so desperately once again, and they had it earlier, but now this would be on steroids. If he won, you know, it's no way to govern a country. 
I, I, and I'm not telling you, I even, I, it's, a, it's not something I'm acknowledging as something that's uh, worthy. It's, it, ultimately, it's kind of infantile at the end of the day, but I do believe it's a very, very real thing. My point is that we're supposed to be grown-ups. We're not supposed to be governed by that level of uh, emotion. Um, we've just th there's just a group of they've been let down so 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 much. That part I absolutely get. They're right. There's so many people that have shanked them, and so now they're dancing like like what's the line in um, regarding the Joker? Now they're they, Alfred says you know so they got involved with somebody they don't fully understand, but they don't care. I think your description of the grifter class versus another group of people who are just concerned about the people, the infrastructure around them and their well-being, I think that's fair. I think it's charitable. I think the problem is much, much deeper, no matter who we're talking about. And I, I know you would agree with this as well. But fundamentally, the people who consume products like this and the people who make them I don't think there's a mission here. I don't think there's a transcendent mission anyway. The godless right is creeping up and getting more and more pronounced. You may claim the name of Christ, but functionally you're godless. If you're tweeting Christ is king while last week saying we need to compromise on baby killing, mm -hmm. you are functionally godless. And when you are godless, you don't have a transcendent mission. You don't have a transcendent vision beyond the next election. Mm -hmm. Now, the other side, though, they do have a transcendent vision. They are not godless. Their god is the devil, which allows them to see beyond the next election. It allowed them to, over the course of 60 to 100 years, capture every single institution of great importance. They do have a vision. Their vision is from hell. But it has allowed them to attain great power and use and wield that power in the way that they seem fit. It's an agenda. It's a mission that is fundamentally evil, but it's one that they believe in. And we're, bearing the, we're seeing the fruits that are being born of that. On this side, we claim the name of the real God, but we are functionally godless. That means that every single election in my entire life has been the most important election of our lifetimes. We can't see beyond that. There is no mission beyond that. That is the problem. Amen. Indeed. And this is why I've been so angry about showing, about Trump showing no self-awareness or remorse or empathy at all for people who suffered from his jab from the January 6thers that he left that he abandoned and left behind many of them still indefinitely detained as we speak for the last three years because I know how strong that third component is in him being a symbol for levels of chicanery unfairness um, that are just beyond violating the social compact, the stuff of coups, basically. Mm -hmm. Okay. But that affection is one-sided. Yes. And that's why I'm angry. I'm, I mean, I'm just going to tell you right now, 
if if Trump had been more more empathetic with those things, I probably still would have ended up a DeSantis guy because he's more my speed, and I think the country needs vast generational change. But my level of of animosity at times for the other option would just be dramatically subsided and different. Might even be negligible, like undetectable. It's it's driven in it's driven entirely by you left those people behind. You did nothing for them. I mean, I have no idea if what Jenna Ellis is put in in that testimony in Fulton County. I have no idea if it's true or not. I don't know. I know Jenna Ellis, but I don't know if that's true. Here's what I do know. The idea that she was supposed to go to prison for Donald Trump is ridiculous. No one's doing that. Here's what I know. If the primary is supposedly over, why are you spending $20 million on Ron DeSantis? Maybe go buy Jenna Ellis and Sidney Powell some attorneys so they don't rat on you and turn on you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What, what, what's a, go buy yourself better attorneys. Go, go buy yourself attorneys that know to check the box for we want a jury trial. Who have who who have something who have big uh, uh, brains instead? That's my thing with it. I'm not upset at any of you who who want to avenge what 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 happened with him because he represents you. I'm not upset with any of you for that. I'm upset that that affection is not returned. Well, I mean, I, the Democrats, uh, they, they gave me all kinds of credit. And I read that and I, I saved 100 million lives. That's what I'm upset about. I'm upset that it's not returned. That it's one-sided. I'm not upset with any of you that ha- hold this position. I'm upset that the affection is unreturned. You deserve better than that. And I think if we could go back to square one... I think that message, particularly among those who are the first points of contact for DeSantis, people doing the the messaging on the ground and on social media because the candidate's not omniscient or omnipresent, I should say, that should have been acknowledged first and foremost and more often and should be acknowledged more now. My issue... My, my, I, I do not believe the, the 91 felony indictments against Trump are legitimate. I, I don't. But I also know I can't make them go away. No matter how illegitimate I want them to be or think they are, they're there. And it's going to make it even harder for him to win this election next year that we must win. More in a moment. Back here on the Steve Day Show, powered by our friends over at My Patriot Supply. If it seems like things are a little uncertain right now, it's because they are. So make sure you're certain that you're prepared. It is better to not need it, but be prepared for it just in case, than to need it and not be prepared, should that case arise. 
Get the three-month emergency food kit from our friends at My Patriot Supply. That's breakfast, lunch, dinner, even drinks and snacks. The, the full complement of the 2,000-plus calories that uh, you need every day for good nutrition with well over a dozen combinations of uh, main dishes and sides for variety so you can mix and match your meals if you want to do that. Stays good for up to 25 years with proper shelf life as well. And if you order by 3 p.m. today, your food kits, your food kits, I should say, ship fast and on the same day for free. Can't beat it at preparewithdace.com. That's preparewithdace.com. Order by 3 p.m. today, your kit will shift, will ship. Got to be careful there. <laughs> I said a different word. Your kit will ship. Enunciate, Stephen, enunciate. Your kit will ship on the same day with free shipping at preparewithdace.com. That is, again, preparewithdace.com. All right, let us get back to uh, a little feedback Friday. This is from Frank. My wife has been in radio since about 2009. When we first got married, stuff was really tight to the point of not going to the grocery store some weeks because there just wasn't any money in it. Did you guys ever go through that? Of course. Early on? I mean, Amy and I still remember the, uh, the week we had $38 left over for two weeks of groceries. The amount of ramen noodles and mac and cheese that were consumed during those two weeks. I mean, I don't think my system recovered from that for like 10 years. Okay. So yeah. Around the same time was when unplanned parenthood was doing their damage control campaign over the selling of murdered baby parts. My wife was the only female on the station and the sales rep wanted her for their endorsement. It was worth about 400 bucks a month. She didn't want to do it, but was conflicted because of how tight our finances were. We talked about it and asked, what's our soul worth? And then she declined it. I'd like to think that the better times we've had since then stem from not compromising on our beliefs for some temporary financial relief. Though an indoor pool that you talked about the other day does sound pretty awesome. (laughs) Uh, Oh, and her company also tried to force the gene juice jabs uh, company-wide, and we defied them on that too. She missed out on some station-related backstage events for a while for being unjabbed, but it's more and more apparent we made the right call on that one as well. Proud to be in the small minority of the never jabbed. This is from Frank. And so what Frank is saying is, hey, we took the narrow road. And it worked out. Wasn't easy. We had to make sacrifices. Things were more difficult than they would have been if we had taken uh, the wide road. But we, we, we stayed on the narrow road. And things worked out and the Lord provided. Now, let's, un- let's understand here that all things work together for the glory of God and for those called according to his purpose. That's my favorite scripture verse. Romans 8.28. That doesn't mean, though, right? I'm not going to... Not here to prosperity gospel, yeah? It doesn't mean, though, that it's going to work out in this life. It may. It's worked out for me so far. I've taken some tough positions. I've defied my share of conventional wisdoms on my own side. I've gone to battle with my own audience at times, with my own platforms at times. Not this one, but other ones I've worked at and with. And it worked out. Despite that, that amount of friction, not to mention just 
the friction I could naturally cause even without trying to, (laughs) just being here, okay, despite that, I, you know, and doing the best I could as imperfectly as I do to stay on the narrow road, I made it to one of the largest platforms in my industry. But sometimes Romans 8.28 means well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of your master. Sometimes it means in this life it doesn't work out. But you have eternal life. And great is your reward in heaven. I think we need to understand that. Right? Because if we don't, next, next Feedback Friday... We won't have one next week because of the holiday. So the first weekend in December, next two weeks, two weeks from now, we'll be inundated with people. I did what Frank and his wife did, lost my job, haven't recovered. You know, I'm a country song, right? That's how it can go, guys. All right. That's this isn't always a happy ending in this life. But this life isn't all there is. But this life isn't all there is. To me, it's very pragmatic. If I truly believe that this life isn't all there is, then I should live as if that is the case. Because the dumbest decision to make would be to, be- to really believe that this life isn't all there is, but then live as if that's not the case. And then when I get to the next life, the one awaiting me is like, why did you live like that when you, you knew this life wasn't all there is? See what I'm saying? Of course. Doesn't make any sense. Now, what makes more sense is if you don't believe that this life is 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 isn't all there is, then you should live accordingly. Eat, drink and be merry for tomorrow we die. But if you do, then you should live with the expectation of that next life. Well, which one do modern American Christians live like more because I see most of them living like eat drink and be merry for tomorrow we die I see a lot of fear based living is what I see fear of everything though other than the one to really fear the one who can destroy the body and cast the soul into hell fear of cultural reprisal fear of cultural rejection fear of a lot uh, you know um the loss of, I, I saw Frank Turek the other day, posted on Twitter, what's the, what's the greatest threat to American Christianity? And I responded back, the lack of courage of conviction of the males in our pulpits. You know, there's a, there, I got up and I saw a story this morning from uh, Rolling Stone talking about uh, uh, Mike Johnson. That he was, he was, and quote, on a phone call with a MAGA Christian nationalist pastor. So they tried to make it sound as sinister as they could, of course. Mike Johnson said, he said he came to tears, concerned that what the direction of America may lead to God's judgment. Now I know, I know that what I'm supposed to do is see that and reflexively defend Mike Johnson because the the pagans at Rolling Stone are, 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 are at it again, right? 
any expression of, of Christian thought in the mainstream uh, is to be extinguished, snuffed out, and essentially characterized as America's Taliban, right? And, and make no mistake, that is what Rolling Stone is attempting to do, correct? Yes. They're also a nothing burger, like a nothing burger. What is a bigger threat to our way of life? And I'm genuinely asking this question. What is a bigger threat to our way of life? People who hate us hating us. Or people wearing our uniform helping them hate us. Which do you think it is? I mean, Mike Johnson surrendered on a budget that includes loads of things that, that God makes it clear he detests. Was, was he empowered to do something about that? Does, does, is he not the head of the, of the body in this country in charge of all appropriations according to the Constitution? Yes. Yeah. Did he do anything about that? No. So who's a bigger threat? Rolling Stone's scorn and player hate? Or Mike Johnson's Pensian leadership as speaker two weeks in? It's the latter, and it's not even freaking close. This isn't even a debate. The fear, though, I'll lose. I won't win. I'll lose my seat. I'll be ridiculed. So here's Mike Johnson giving, giving the spirit of the age literally everything it wants. And did Rolling Stone take it easy on him for that? Did they, did they discover their newfound respect for Mike Johnson as a speaker? Mm, they did not. No, no. They, they, they slandered him just the same anyway. So that goes back to what I said a minute ago. What was the point of that? What is the point of believing that there is a life after this one and then living as if that's not the case? That, to me, is the dumbest choice. And that's what Mike Johnson is doing. He's dumb. I am going to give the likes of Rolling Stone everything they want and be called, and yet, be ridiculed and scorned by them just the same. Who's the moron here? The one who doesn't know God and behaves thusly, or the one who tells you he does and behaves differently? We don't have any more time for Pensy and leadership, and I don't care that he's been speaker for two weeks. We're out of time. We're out of time. We are at the do or do not stage here. We're at the you know what or get off the pot stage here. Could have gotten this from Kevin McCarthy without branding it, without branding it to the American people as a biblical worldview. Jordan writes, you, you quote the Speaker of the House and castigate him when he said we had the best economy in the history of the world. And you're right, it's hyperbole. But it was said to an adversarial reporter that would rather spit at him rather than hear what he has to say. You have more than a few bite, bits of hyperbole you have used over the years yourself. Why do you not allow it for others, especially perhaps those who might be most in your corner? We need to win next year, period. I turned you off today. Now, that last line, you guys need to know, you, you always will, I'll listen to you until you do that to me. I don't care about that. I turned you off. I won't listen again. 
I know what you what the intent of those statements are. They they do not work on me. Ultimatums do not work on me. My answer is an automatic no when presented with these kinds of emotional blackmails or ultimatums. I don't care. It, it will, I, just, I, I lived this way in a home my entire childhood where I had this kind of emotional blackmail threatened to me daily. I've, once I left that home, I'll never put up with that ever again. So like Todd and Aaron know, don't threaten to quit because I'll, well, you just quit. Don't, won't work. That stuff just doesn't work on me. Answers no. Don't threaten me with an ultimatum unless you're willing to follow through because I'm going to make you do it 100% of the time. Everybody in my orbit knows this. Won't work. Nope. So let's set that last part aside. I don't care that you turned me off today. What I care about is if I was right. Sure, if I've got... I, I do think it is accurate to say I've... I have been prone to hyperbole on an occasion or two over the years. If there's a if there's a moment of hyperbole that I was completely incorrect about, by all means, Jordan or anybody else, send that to me and I'm happy to be held accountable for it. If you have a specific one. Um But you know who's in my corner? The people who do what I believe. That's who's in my corner. Not not who speaks it does it I don't care who speaks it I once went to a church in Grand Rapids Michigan and stood up in front of a pastor uh, this was 26 years ago I went to a church in Grand Rapids Michigan I stood up in front of a pastor and I looked a woman named Amy Ramsey in the eye and I promised her with my words I'd never leave her till death do us part Three and a half years ago, I almost violated that word. Words are meaningless. Only actions matter. And only words that spur and produce action matter. Otherwise, they're clanging symbols. Irrelevant. I don't care how many Bible verses Mike Johnson knows. I don't care how many Christian buzzwords he knows. What I care about is what he does. And what he does, what he's done so far sucks. So no, he's not most in my corner. I suppose if we're saying, is he more in your corner than the CNBC reporter who is interviewing him? Sure. But that, you know, we're not, that's, that's, that's a question of adjacency. He's not actually in my corner. Do the job. That's it, man. That's all I need. Haven't, haven't quoted this in a while, but it's a good time to reset. In the words of the great prophet Nick Nolte in 48 hours, we ain't partners, we ain't brothers, we ain't friends. Just do your job, man. That's all I need you to do. Just do your job. I'll do mine, you do yours. We're good. We don't need anything else. You don't need a buddy either. You need a statesman. Do the job, period. Just do the job. I don't need talking points. I don't need to own the libs. I don't need any of that. What I need is to not have 14% interest to buy my son a car this week. I need that. What I need is my well-paid assistant over here able to actually sell his home and buy another one. 
like, you know, typical American dream kind of stuff. I need that. Fair. That's what we need. We need that. Or, or do you need Mike Johnson uh, on a call quoting Bible verses? What do you need? What, 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 what is, which, which one does the Erzin family need, do you think? Well, I need people like the letter writer here. Again, the people are the problem. Like, they get away with this stuff because you don't hold them to a higher standard. Do you think for one second that if Mike Johnson brought with him an army of hype, Herbally, so epic that no statesman's use of it had ever compared in all history and it brought to bear a changing of the Republican guard in the House of Representatives to the point that it finally brought this federal government to its knees and changed things? Do you think Steve would care one whit? About the use of hyperbole? Of course not. It was bad hyperbole. It got nowhere. That's the problem. What are you arguing about? Be hyperbolic all you want to. Get us somewhere. What was your point in writing that? John 317. This is Steve Dace on the Blaze Radio Network.